0: You're listening to the How and Steve English Podcast, a comfy place to talk about all the great and not-so-great parts of teaching ESL abroad. I'm Steve, and I'm here with How. Howdy. Today, we're going to talk about students with low self-esteem and how to handle them in class. So, stay tuned. Okay, as always, before we dive in, I'd like to remind you to go to the How and Steve English blog section to get a bunch of free items for you. Um, You'll find a bunch of really great games. How, you might have to help me remind me, but we have that master pack uno series with eight plus uno games, you the Pokemon game. What else do we have?
1: Uh, yeah. And, uh, we've got a series of bomb games for each holiday. Um, and several other card games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's all free in the blog section. And we're hoping if you think that stuff's so awesome that you would join our monthly membership program. First month's free. Every month after that's 10 bucks. So, uh, yeah, hope you guys dig it. All right, um, let's dive into this. And before we do, one more caveat: we're in the PC Vonk, as always. Today's a little wild. I think uh, tomorrow's the first day of school for all the elementary kids, so they're getting in that last golden day of summer. So you're gonna hear some wild 11-year-old shouts in the background, just to warn you. So little self-esteem kids, how? What do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, I think, I think we as teachers it's a common occurrence so it's something we've all dealt with and yeah so i think it's great to uh give some advice on on how to handle that situation because it can quickly uh, become a big problem if you don't know how to handle
0: so for me usually the low self-esteem issue is tied to age whenever the kids start going through those life changes that uh Whenever they start going through puberty, they start to get awkward. They start to get self-conscious. They start to really be aware of how their peers view them, and that all ties into, you know, having low self-esteem and not wanting to participate in class or thinking they're dumb and not good enough to participate in class. Have you found the same thing?
1: I. That sounds right. I actually, um, I bounce around so much between. I'll be teaching kindergarten and then the next class will be high school and then the next class will be elementary and middle and then I'll teach adults. So I just, I bounce around so much I guess I got a more of a composite view of it, but um, you know, that's what you hear the most awkward part is, you know, when they get into middle school.
0: Yeah, it's really a struggle for me at least because The way it manifests itself is I'll have kids in the back of the class and this kind of ties into what we talked to last week but they don't want to participate and you know it really hurts their development because if you have the same kid for one year and you can't really improve um, how they feel about themselves then their English is just going to really suffer so they won't be as comfortable which means they won't be as fluent and it's just all around a uh, bad experience. Got a little ringing action in the background there. <laughs> My mommy calling from the United States doesn't know that her son, her big boy son's doing a podcast. She's going to have to, to call wait. Her back later. She's <laughs> going to have to wait. We got people listening. Probably got to tell me that the, the weather's very hot and that <laughs> <there's> <laughs> some, <laughs> there were some good deals at the local grocery store, which I do like to hear about. So she's uh, right to call me.
1: Does she listen to this podcast?
0: probably okay probably not (laughs) hello steve's mom hi mommy um where were we hopefully they she doesn't call back (laughs) during this we'll see though so i guess um yeah so with my kids when they have low self esteem they, they really suffer and then if i can't change the way they view themselves at least in my classroom it really hurts how they develop so they all they get good progress, but they are not as great as they should be. And then, you know, that also ties into the class killer concept, like, because they have low self-esteem, everything's dumb, everything's stupid, everything's not fun. And if you have somebody that's doing that in class, that can hurt everybody else's experience. So it's, it's a really, one kid can ruin the class, but that's kind of not what we're talking about today. It's like, how do you change that kid? Right. So... Do you have any uh, so many good tips? Any of them great tippos for us? Yeah,
1: yeah. I got a few. Um, in case our listeners can't make it through this whole thing, <laughs> let me start with well, the one I think is... Uh, well, there's a few good ones here, I think. Let me start with uh, the uh, whole fly-on-the-wall concept. So this is one of my favorites. If I get a low self-esteem or awkward kid, I just I just allow them to be a, a fly on the wall or I just allow them to be an observer to kind of sit back and, and watch everything play out. And I don't call on them I, and I don't put them in the spotlight. And you just have to make sure to mix that in with uh, when they come in, you know, giving them some warmth a smile quick chat don't give them any hard questions and then at the end of class give them some warmth as well but for the length of the class just allow them to be that fly on the wall till they get comfortable till they they make the choice to get involved in a class um, so I, I like to let them decide when they're ready um, to dive in and I think that's that's the best way to integrate the, the really the ones with the really uh, with the self-esteem issues. Do they eventually
0: decide to integrate themselves?
1: Yeah, and' I'm, I'm not so sure with, uh, with middle school and high school, it's a little trickier, but a kindergarten and elementary school, 100 uh, percent definitely because they're kids, right? So they see everybody else having fun, they see everybody else. Is happy, and uh, they'll, after they observe for a while, they'll decide, hey, this is a safe, fun environment, and they'll, and they'll make that first little venture, and then, I, I yeah, I think after that they're good to go.
0: I'm trying to think if I've had any kids like that, and I'm thinking. Recently, for my kindergarten elementary school class, I often have that situation where we accept a new kid in the middle of a unit, so the level's not exactly right for them. So, of course, they would have low self-esteem if they've never studied present progressive. And suddenly, that day, we're doing present progressive conversation. Mm-hmm. And I try not to do anything that causes them to to feel out of place. Like you said, you shouldn't call on them. You shouldn't do these things. But i I have a sensation or a sense that whenever I call on the other kids and the other kids do so great, like just having the other kids participate and the other kid is, the new kid's not able to participate, kind of creates a gulf between them and the rest of the class. So like, for me at least, I found that I can't really teach at the level that I'm teaching in that class. Whenever i have a student with low self-esteem, I always try and make group activities level down towards that kid. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm kind of still thrown by the fact that my mom called me, but <laughs> if that—if I got that out the right way.
1: No, yeah, that's uh, that'd be uh, my second big point is uh, is part being real careful with partnering and group work uh, with with anything you do. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, so. Any sort of uh, group activity um, takes that pressure off. I think for someone that has low self-esteem, they can they can find they can kind of explore their role a little bit, as a, as opposed to just being on the stage, so to speak. So um, you also have it also gives you control of who to pair them with. So you want to them with your most real well-rounded kid and you can kind of you know isolate them from uh, the kids that would otherwise you know antagonize them but yeah that's uh i mean group group work and pair work is just like a wonderful tool to solve so many issues like that
0: for people that don't know me that well i get obsessed about a new game or a new activity and I don't really change so one of the you know one of the backbones of our curriculum is speed dating and I even do it with elementary kids which is not the greatest thing to do with students who have low self-esteem especially young elementary kids with middle school kids it might get them to liven up if you put a low self-esteem boy with a, a really fluent girl obviously they're at that age where they'll open up and they'll get a kick out of it but with elementary kids it's not the greatest so what do you have in mind when you talk about these pair activities and these group activities because I'm always obsessed with speed dating as a form of uh, of my pair work
1: um well especially if if I'm just starting out breaking in the class and I've got kind of a low self-esteem student I'll do I'll do some computer-based learning, so I'll use uh, a site like Very Fun English, and I'll break them into teams. And um, that way, if the person doesn't know the answer or um, still getting used to things, they it's not it's not a big deal, and they can. Get get comfortable with things first before before I move into an activity like speed dating or some you know the what's what you would consider real learning like communicative active stuff. I'll, I'll let them do kind of a passive teacher
0: oriented activity. Do you have any exact or any specific anecdotes from these days of uh, you know getting a new kid or just having a kid? He's been at the Hagwon for a long time, with the Academy for a long time, but has been new to your class and you know, they have a self esteem issue. How did you go about handling it, if you think of any particular anecdotes? Um
1: Yeah, I mean uh I've got I guess I've got quite a few and uh like I said, uh a big thing is I just kind of let them be a fly on the wall. So I've got I've got a uh, I think he's a sixth grader. He's, he's pretty awkward. Um, got some self esteem issues. So I make sure to kind of set to s- sit him in the uh, edge of the class next to uh, my most well rounded kid, and that way he's got some cushion beside him. And then um, yeah, I'm always careful to to put him to pair him in a, with, with some good people, with some friendly students as well. And uh, he, he's, he makes progress. It's just, you know, I've just got to keep that, that kind of that shield around him.
0: Yeah, It's really great. From a hagwon owner's perspective, do you think that works long term? So I know that for the most part, I think what we talked about last time, especially at hagwans in general, the kids in the Korean teachers class most of the time. So their self-esteem issues aren't really an issue because they're not going to be scrutinized by their peers because right. they're not going to do anything in front of their peers. They're going to listen to the teacher and then write in their workbook. And in, in the native teacher class, you got to do some speaking in front of everybody. You got to do some participation in front of everybody, typically. And at least at our Yunchun branch, that's... 100% the cause of the few students who have quit this year. It's been about their self-esteem and it's been about having to participate in the native speakers class. Um, so I was wondering, do you think it's able, if that's a good tactic for retention is just pair them up with a buddy long term?
1: Yeah, that, those are good points. Uh, actually, you know, to be honest, most of my actual stories would be failures. Um, because in the native teacher um, classroom, those kids become a target. This is the best chance for the um, Korean, the more aggressive kids to attack the low self esteem, awkward kids because you can't really protect the social hierarchy and, and you may not understand the language. So I've had, yeah, I've had several cases where i didn't exactly understand what was going on and uh you know once a once a low self-esteem kid takes a, a few punches i mean <laughs> they're down for the count right that's the whole point we're talking well that's why we're talking about uh, low self-esteem kids because you've gotta you've gotta be careful and you gotta be ready um but as far as your question your question was um what was that?
0: Long term, do you think that's a viable solution to just let the kid, uh, to partner him up with a stronger student who's got a good personality? Yeah, I,
1: I do 100% because, again, to be frank, uh, on the, or to be straightforward on this issue, uh, very few kids with low self-esteem are going to just bloom and uh, you know, overcome their issues. You know, a lot of kids don't, or a lot of kids it takes them a long time. So, I think your best case scenario is to give them someone they can kind of lean on and support. And uh, you know, if you're lucky, they'll they'll find that you know self-esteem. But you know, self-esteem is not something you get over get overnight. But yeah, if they if they can have a a little. A little buddy then i think that's the best way to retain them
0: for sure i think maybe now you, you can help me with some classes and maybe the listeners might get a kick out of this so if it's all right i'll just throw some anecdotes at you from my own experience uh from this past spring yeah, yeah let I mean, me know what you think so yeah i'm thinking honestly i'm thinking about all the students who ended up leaving our Yoncheon branch. And again, for listeners who are just joining, Yoncheon is a small countryside county next to North Korea in South Korea and we have a branch up there. Um, and the program up there is really unique. The program at all of our schools is really unique. We do the majority of the time um, with the native speaker. Majority or equal time with the native speaker and then half or less of the time with a Korean teacher. It depends on the branch. At the Yunchen branch, it's three hours native speaker, which would be an American or a South African or an Australian or a British person, and three hours with the Korean teacher. And up there, um, let's see, I had, I won't use the real names, but I'll say there was a girl named Emily a girl named Dilly, uh, a boy named Bon another boy named Camille, if, if that's covering up their names well enough. Um, but yeah, so I had these four middle school kids and when the minute they joined, I knew, oh no. Oh no, they are not, they just shut down in front of everybody. You know, they had that closed body language, super low self-esteem. I tried every technique to try and get them to build a relationship with me and open up. And then I tried putting them with peers so we we threw their level to the wind we we usually place our students by level but we didn't we just put them in according to you know this person's really struggling in steve teacher's class let's put him with his friend like that's basically what guided us and it really didn't matter so it didn't matter if they were a b1 level student with low self-esteem which is strange or if they were an a1.1 student with low self-esteem they Just refuse to communicate with other people in class, like you know that nervous, giddy laughter. Mm. Like I would just see them nervously smile and not and refuse to communicate. And this week, actually, a girl has started like started displaying that behavior too. And I know, wow, ah, that person's gonna quit. And there's nothing I can do for that person. Every every trick in my book has failed. So with these kids, I tried putting them in the same class as their friends. I tried talking to them outside of class. I tried giving parent when we did pair work, pairing myself up with them, or pairing them with a friend, or pairing them with the opposite gender, who I thought they had chemistry with. Um I rotated everybody around for two minutes. I would let that person work on something else. No trick worked for me. Mm. These kids all quit. <laughs> and I knew they were gonna quit on the first day. Like I could see that they were going to quit and they were not going to be a member of our, my class anymore on the first day because they just had low self-esteem and didn't want to participate. Even though, like I said, one of them was one of the highest kids in my school. He quit because he had such low self-esteem. He, he did really well in our level test but could not speak or refused to speak for fear of being cr- uh, criticized. So I was wondering what you would do in that situation because I think I tried most of the techniques. <laughs> what do you think of that?
1: yeah see to me that sounds like uh that sounds like there's got to be multiple issues because i feel like if it's if the kids only issue is low self-esteem and you try all these different strategies and you and you let them be with your friend and kind of let them chill a little bit then if it's just a low self-esteem issue that kid's gonna take advantage of basically being able to, you know, get comfortable. That's what a low—that's what a low self-esteem person does, right? They wanna—they wanna, they wanna kind of hide. So you give this chance to hide or to be close to someone, they're gonna—they're gonna take it. Uh, I assume you know there's something else going on with that, like they don't like English or they don't know why they're learning English or. They don't want to learn English not um, beyond having low self-esteem. So did you, like, did you, did you, I think you do the same thing as I do. Did you pull them aside and be like, you know, do you like English? You know, why are you here? Like, what's, you know, what's the deal? Did you pick into their brain?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm a hawk for that now. Just hate when kids quit, right? So since I'm managing the Unchun branch, I've just been keeping an eye on like a hawk. So yeah, I usually, I take them aside and my Korean's pretty pretty terrible, but I'll talk to them in English, then I'll talk to them in Korean, then I'll bring in um, the other teacher to come translate for me and just have a conversation about, you know, how's life going? Do you have any stress going on? What do you think about class? And then I'll say, do you have any problems with the students? And they'll say no, and then I'll bring up individual students and I'll try and elicit what the actual problem is. And there are times when I've had a lot of success doing that, so I've discovered that somebody was behaving that way because outside of class, she was being bullied by a boy. And mm-hmm. once I solved that situation, she re-enrolled into wow. our academy. Okay. Um, it, we just removed that boy from the class and opened a new class for her. She bullies him too, which is another story altogether, but... Um, yeah that was a solution to one if I can remember back yeah you know we're really really delicate with students when they first join so for the first month we have a a schedule about on the first day and then at the end of the first week and then the end of every week for the first month we have conversations with the kids to see how they're doing adjusting to the school because the hierarchy and forming friendships is so important and like I told you, like on the first day, you can notice when these kids aren't really meshing well into the native speakers class. And I always, in this way, like in this way, I, I've always viewed it as like low self-esteem. Like if you're, if you are really good at speaking to me one-on-one, but you can't speak to your peer one-on-one, then I assume it has to be a self-esteem issue. Um, so yeah, with these four kids, yeah, I took them aside. They seem to be doing fine. They seem to be doing great um they did not have so they had low self-esteem and i don't and they couldn't really make friends that easily so out of like 20 middle school second grade boys in our academy for example there are four middle school students who quit this this spring slash winter and one was a boy and we have 20 middle school second grade boys in our academy And of those 20, he made friends with one other. He did not speak or socialize to anybody else. He made friends with one other. And Dummy Me thought I could put him in a different class. And so I rotated him around the different classes a bit, and I kept checking with him if it was okay, and he said it was, but he quit. Okay. So so he he didn't directly tell me it was not okay. He didn't indirectly tell me it was not okay. So I kept checking, I'm like, I think you're really good at English. So I want to put you in the level above this, but I realize you don't have any friends in that class. Is that okay? And he'd say it was okay, but lo and behold the next week he left.
1: How about yes. mm-hmm.
0: go ahead. How about uh
1: point number three here as far as strategies? I know Later so on I, I know this is uh is more typical for elementary school level, but did you Try giving these kids that kind of teacher helper role or special role where they could uh, kind of bond with you a little bit or gain some confidence that way.
0: Yeah, so that's the tactic that I I always try to combine into it. Like when I noticed that some of these first joined, I've seen that the Korean teachers are really great at building some type of relationship with the kids, like making them feel special. So like they'll tease the kids a bit. Like, so if the kid gets a good score on a worksheet, they'll say, ooh, you think you're a genius now? You think you're better than me? But on the negative way, right? Like, they'll do it in, like, a really cute, friendly, bond-building way. So sure. I try to do the same thing, and it works sometimes. And, you know, I have my little teacher's pointing stick, and sometimes I'll let the kids use it. So, yeah, I would try to tease and joke and build relationships. And, like I said, I talk to them. And then I'd try to make them the teacher helpers. So I'd be like, okay, you're in charge of this, that, or this. So you're in charge of keeping track for the time on this activity. You're in charge of writing the team scores. Um, and sometimes it worked. So for the for this boy I just told you about, that was cool until it wasn't.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Separately, there was a girl who joined it on the very first day. was just not having any of it. Like, she tested A1.2. We had to put her in the A1.1 class, because she... You know, the the actual class that she tested into was a little bit difficult for her, and she had no friends. So, she was getting the double whammy of, like, oh, I have low self-esteem, because I think this is too difficult for me. I don't want to participate. And, oh, I have no friends in here. This is us. So, I don't want to do anything. And then we leveled her down, and... I guess she just wasn't close enough to anybody in that class. It's just a weird issue. So I know that the Korean teacher class doesn't have this problem because the kids don't participate with each other. Like, they don't communicate. They just read and do worksheets or listen to grammar and then do worksheets. Right. So, yeah, I did I did try to do that a bit. Do you have any recommendations on other things? To, like, what other ways can I build that relationship? What other roles can I give them in class?
1: Um, let's see, roles, um, well, this may be a side point, but uh, I think as far as uh, group activities or when you're doing uh, presentations, things like this, I think you can always create a, a passive role. So for example, if you're giving a speaking presentation. Um, have them draw an illustration to go along with the speaking presentation and allow you know, the low self-esteem kid to hold up the illustration while their partner talks and they can kind of point around at the illustration. Or they can also choose who choose uh, who can ask a question so that' just raise their hands at the end of the presentation and they get to select, who can ask a question, um, and I assume you can extend that kind of idea into other things. Um, but it's you—you you maybe know the answer to that better than me. I haven't really explored it that much.
0: No, this is great. I'm—I'm really not good at thinking outside of my limited view. Whenever I get, you know, really caught up on a path or a topic or a goal or a method. I get locked into that and I don't really change. So for my students, I'm so obsessed with speaking output, and I'm so obsessed with pair work as like the best way to get their bang for their buck in class. So those are really great ways to incorporate a student with low self-esteem in ways that don't just really make them hate the class. Oh well,
1: yeah, let me zip in one more. I. I think would be great, which I I haven't tried this one as much, but I'll give that one student the role of kind of like note taker. So as you're going through the class, any grammar points or vocabulary that come up, like they can record those down, you know, for you to review at the end of class. And then that gives you a chance to kind of, interact with them one-on-one at the at the end and beginning of class and i think that'd be pretty cool if i was a kid especially low self-esteem if i could be kind of a assistant and just that would give me something to really focus on as well without necessarily interacting
0: yeah yeah that's definitely a great point these are really good things that again dredging up great tactics in the back of my brain and things that I'll definitely incorporate yeah I was, I, I'll go ahead
1: I was just saying yeah I think that's a danger for us all as um, as teachers as we get more experience Then you know just to stop stop learning and kind of lock in on stuff and then it's the irony of being a teacher is you got to you got to keep experimenting as well. So I know, I know exactly what you mean. I get, I get locked in for a while, and then I, and then I realize, why, why am I doing this? Like, there's so many ways to interact with these kids, and, and that's what teaching is—is kind of keeping things
0: open. Definitely. I wonder if you can. Um... I wonder if you've had this experience before because this I think ties into like the one of my big solutions for low self-esteem students and it might be blasphemy so what I've discovered is low self-esteem students typically for me are going to be in middle school typically for me they're gonna be female and they're just really worried about looking like fools in front of their classmates or not having you know that's why they need to have a friend in your class someone to share the pain of those awkward moments and they don't want to have the spotlight solely on them and that's why they don't want to be in a class that they think is too difficult for them because they don't want to make a mistake in any case when we first started teaching it, it was always about trying to achieve some type of fluency with the students and accuracy was a second issue so it was just put them in a great opportunity great situation to have fun conversation like the goal was to have fun conversation because through fun conversation they actually they're passionate about speaking right Mm. and so you know grammar accuracy is secondary and actually if they had to learn conversation or english through just practicing accurate grammar patterns maybe they would be less interested and therefore learn less so at the beginning i was doing you know we were just doing fun conversations like you see on the site patterning list but at this school um, at our branch in Yunchen, I bought into the course books the CEFR scaled course books which are the death of my classes at the middle school level mm, yeah so for folks who run academies in Korea or anywhere parents you know put a lot of pressure on you to achieve results And whenever the parents told me, like, they want to see results, I was thinking, oh, like international standards here, they want to see their kid get to B2 English level, which requires a lot of commitment and requires a lot of speaking practice and a lot of things, you know, that you would imagine you'd see in the Western or European um, classroom. No, they were just worried about the Korean test and the Korean test is based on, based on, like, memorizing three pages of paragraphs and then circling the right answer on the test. It's very different. It's literally not English. I didn't know that so I've become obsessed about this really difficult curriculum and a few bad things happened there. The kids um, just didn't have any experience with that. So these aren't middle school kids who were once my own elementary kids. These are completely new middle school kids who have no experience learning like with a Western curriculum and it's it's a little bit devastating for them like they can't speak they can't they can't wrap their heads around how to make sentences you know, at the A1.2 or A2 level, it's really difficult for them, which makes them hate, hate the class, which makes them not participate because they think they're dumb because they can't do it because they were only taught how to take a test, right? Right. And so it's been a frustrating experience as a teacher to teach kids like that because I'll just be teaching simple A1.1 level concepts like when it's a third person present simple sentence the verb has an s at the end of it so please let's make sentences about this picture put an s at the end of it six months later they can't put the s at the end of it and i've now come full circle and realized that's a really bad way to teach like i'll let the korean teachers worry about what the expectation is the expectation isn't that these kids get to B2 level like on the TOEIC test. The expectation is that they just do good on their immediate middle school tests. And the expectation with me is that they have some type of fluency so that they can comfortably speak to foreigners when they're grown-up. They're not going to be taking some English fluency test. They just want to comfortably communicate, right? Right. So I've gone full 360 back to the way I've originally been teaching, at least for these low-level kids who don't have any experience with Western education. And I think that's actually a huge solution for my low self-esteem issue. Like I'm not giving them a curriculum that they're not familiar with. I'm not giving them goals that don't make sense to them because a Western curriculum's goals are very different than the goals they have immediately right now. And so I've gone back to using our classic resources instead of using this um, this other course book. And it's really made the class come alive. And those kids with low self-esteem still have low self-esteem, but they're so much happier. They don't think they're dumb. They just think I'm embarrassed. That's been a huge, huge win for me. Um, Especially, I was using your Pattern English dating lesson yesterday, which should be really embarrassing for low self-esteem kids, right? Yeah, how'd it go? Yeah. Went wonderfully. We went so well. I did not correct them as much as I typically would at the end of class for grammar mistakes. I did not gauge for accuracy. I just let them go because these guys are the A1.1 kids who we just accepted a few months ago. Some of them didn't know the ABCs like they're 15, 16 years old. They didn't know the alphabet a few months ago. And their immediate concern is to just pass green tests. And they do that by memorizing. There's no reason for me to just stress them out and make them feel any dumber. Like, and hopefully I'm going to continue using the resources that we've made that you've made. And I really think that's going to turn them around, not to shamelessly plug our stuff, but that's really like made me realize something recently.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. It's uh, you gotta. I uh, just imagine. So, you don't like English. You're uncomfortable speaking English, and you have low self-esteem. So there's no door. There's no even people there. You're not. You're not going to get anywhere. But if if you make the kid like English if they like English then that then that's everything so um even a kid with low self-esteem if if they like English they'll find a way that's the that's the point too as a, as a teacher so if you get that interest or that like in there that's like 90 percent you know people just don't won't do something that they're not interested in and they, and they don't like And that's, I think, connected to the low self-esteem Is they're uncomfortable, unfamiliar, uh, not used to speaking. So you give a low self-esteem, like kid, uh, yeah, a a fun conversation, chance like that. And they'll find a way, like, right? They'll go home and watch dramas or YouTube in English or, you know, they'll start studying themselves if they become interested. And then, yeah, you can kind of get there together in a roundabout way.
0: You're so on point. Here's a perfect example. I've been trying to teach them present perfect simple for so long. And I thought I did it in a fun way. All the other classes get it. But my low-level kids, in which there are two children with uh, low self-esteem problems, so like two 15-year-old girls who really don't like communicating in pair work because they have low self-esteem, I assume. The whole class in general hasn't caught on to the idea of how to use present perfect simple. In um, conversation so I have you ever been to the Philippines Yes, I have no I haven't use present perfect simple usually for experience but for a few other ways but I'm just teaching these guys for experience right (laughs) yesterday I didn't tell them anything I just gave them the questions and it wasn't it the questions ran the gamut between you know present simple past simple and present perfect simple and suddenly They were doing a present perfect simple question with each other and the kids asked me how to make the short answer form for that. Yes, I have. No, I haven't. And I told them and suddenly the kid with low self-esteem was sitting there scribbling the short answer form or present perfect simple on her paper, which was pretty insane (laughs) because I've been trying to be a teacher that for six months and we have a book with homework in it that she's never touched. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, that's a good that's a cool story. Yeah, I was shocked. I couldn't believe what I was saying. I was shocked. But there she was, actually enjoying speaking. And it's kind of trite. You hear this all the time from teachers, right? Like what you just said is like people roll their eyes at Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they have a fun, they're going to learn to naturally love English, whatever. But I literally saw that yesterday.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think what uh, what we see a lot of the time is the opposite. So it's great to see that. Um, a lot of the learning environments are so restrictive here, like you said, like with the memorizing and whatnot, it may be an actually a rare occurrence to see that.
0: Exactly. There's just no practical, there's no practical part of it. Um, the education, it's all theory and memorization. So it's great when they go at it. Um, do you have any other ideas for how to handle low self-esteem Sims? well i mean i think we
1: covered that pretty well uh let me throw let's see one more point in let me say that just as a side point i won't even go into this but because we kind of went over it be very aware with your seating arrangement where you've got those low self-esteem kids placed and uh who they're next to and who they're not next to. Um, But uh, the next point I want to mention is have a system in place or a rule in place on mitigating the bullying behavior because you've got to nip that in the bud with a low self-esteem kid. So uh, if you're anything like me, and you've got, and you're in the classroom. You're teaching, and you got a low self-esteem kid comes in, and a kid starts bullying them, and this plays out. Everybody witnesses it, and and it, it's kind of like I'm drawn into it too. I'm watching this happen, and it's hard to think in real time, like what to do, other than you know yelling at this bully. But then, if you just handle it like that and you don't have a special strategy in place then you kind of make the bully look cool and then you kind of make the the low self esteem kid look pathetic right because the teacher is stepping in to protect them and then you know how kids are you can't just dive into it like that um, you may only even encourage what, what you're trying to stop so I would say there's a, you know, probably there's several different strategies, but you've got to, you've got to figure that out and you've got to be ready and you've got to nip the bullying. Because um, a one, one instance like that, as you remember, Steve, we had one, you remember the instance we had with the, with the girl and the past student we had and he joined the class and we talked to him beforehand. You know, you got to behave yourself, but he came into class and during the introduction, he he took a stab at this girl, and uh, she quit.
0: Yeah, she quit, and she, her brother ended up quitting immediately with her too.
1: Yeah, but I, yeah, I did not, I did not have a strategy in place on how to handle that, and that's how quickly kids can devolve <laughs> being
0: kids. So for me, my strategy, I'm trying to think what I do in those situations. What we try to do is mitigate the damage. And we just remove kids from classes and put them into other ones. That's a pretty unique tactic that only someone who is in charge of their classes can do. Um, I think what you just mentioned before, this is probably the best thing in the world. like Assign seating, so seat them far away from each other seat them next to their little classroom allies and maybe isolate the bully from his own allies. Have them have to raise their hands in order to speak. Just those classic rules that you're always talking about that we always recommend to our listeners. Don't speak Korean or your native language in class. Mm, All right. those are golden opportunities right. for so much, so much bad behavior, but also bullying. You know, They're going to bully in their native language. Like, maybe they'll say, oh, you ugly, you ugly face, Um, or you have an ugly face. But I rarely hear that in English because they must know that it's unacceptable. Yeah, great point. So, yeah,
1: seating behavior and then rules, classroom rules. So you don't want to say, hey, don't call Samantha ugly. You know, don't do that. (laughs) It's like you're just putting more spotlight onto the behavior and the negative thing that has happened, so it's got to be your classroom rule. Like, don't hey, don't speak Korean, or um, hey, you know, raise your hand before you speak. But don't put the focus on the, the student on, on the student that's just been called ugly. You know, you got to nip it from your from the vantage point of your classroom rule. Um, Hey, listen to the teacher. Don't talk when I'm talking.
0: Exactly, yeah. Can you think of anything else to do in that situation? Because I, I definitely do, time to time, fall into that issue or fall into that problem of yelling at the bully. And I'm trying to think, honestly, the rules prevent a lot of the bullying at the academy. Those, I can't really remember any bullying problem except for this issue between this girl and this boy in middle school recently where we just changed their classes. Besides that, I don't remember the last time we had a bullying issue except for the boy, uh, we'll call him Bomus, who came in and said that, of course, a girl didn't have a boyfriend and she quit. That was two years ago almost. So two incidents in two years. Because we have such strong policies at our academy,
1: right? Yeah, and we, and yeah, and we mentioned uh, you know girls have low self-esteem. Of course, we realize boys do as well, but boys just compensate differently. So we just get aggressive or we bully people. So yeah. those so those bullies, you know, to come full circle, just like they just want attention. So you know, make them make them your helper. Or uh, you know, pull them aside. Hey, you know, sit up here. Give them a chance to have a special role or show off. Do whatever they've got to do. Get that get that focus away from the interacting with the low self-esteem kid, and put the focus on yourself or them.
0: For sure. great anything else rattling around in that in that brain of yours for handling low self-esteem students
1: yeah no let's drop it off there i think that's a it's a fine fine list
0: yeah really uh went on some tangents there but really good stuff for how to handle it and i think you know sometimes it's just it's just so hard cuz you know, as teachers especially teachers at academies or schools we oftentimes feel like we're not being supported, or we oftentimes feel like we've been hoodwinked into a teaching situation that's not very professional or very academic. So before we even walk in the door for the day, we're like, man, I gotta put out 20 fires today. Like, why do, I, why do I have 10 kids in my class? One kid doesn't know the ABCs and another kid is fluent. But I'm supposed to be teaching them how, uh, you know, how to decipher Bill Clinton's debate points from the 1996 election. Why am I like, how can I do this? You know, because the typical class is the teacher translates everything into them and they have to memorize it. And then at the end of the month, they take the test. And so you, the teacher's just stressed out and just overwhelmed by the impossibility of his task, how impossible teaching with the curriculum he has and with the students he has can be. So when you combine that with a student who's just not cooperative because self-esteem issues or what have you, it's rough. And I know we should, we always, as teachers, we're expected to have a lot more patience and a lot more maturity and really handle these situations well. But I just want to let our teachers that are listening know like, don't hate yourself for temporarily hating these some of these kids. Like that's going to happen. You're going to be so fed up one day by your director's behavior, by the fact that your employer's two weeks paying you, by the fact that you suddenly have to come in three hours early to teach summer vacation classes, by the fact that they took away your course book and now you've got nothing to teach, so you've got to come to How Eve of English and download our lessons and use the printer that doesn't have color printing because they refuse to pay for color printing. You've got to go to the dollar store and buy your own equipment. You might just be having a rough time. So yeah, man, just stay strong out there, as Ernest would say. Of our dear beloved teachers of the past. Stay strong, take care of yourselves, and you know, go figure it out. Shout
1: out to Ernest.
0: Hail Mary. All right. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. Go to houndseeveenglish.com, go to the blog section, and download the something like 50, 60, 70 free games that we have, because if you don't, you're just a dummy. And if you like us so much, you should go ahead and pay for our monthly membership so we can finally start our worldwide tour just like the genki english man but yeah thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you guys later yep bye. catch you guys later